0: Welcome back to Chats with the Starving Artists. Thank you, everybody that's just been listening, everybody that's been giving feedback. We're super appreciative. Anything that you think that we need to add or just people you guys want to hear from, please feel free to leave comments on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and please give a rating. That way we can help create visibility for the podcasts and artists and creatives and even people on the brand side could use this information. We're down here at South by Southwest capturing some super, super special Interviews and chatting with some special people, just about creativity and innovation in tech. And for this episode, we're chatting with another person in the tech world, my brother Brandon Holman, over at Snapchat. Thank you so much,
1: man, for joining and taking time out of your busy schedule here at South by. Super, super appreciative of this. Man, super excited to be here. Um, anything for from from her brother uh, and.
0: Awesome. So I'm just gonna dive right in, man, because I know you're you're pressed for time. So real quick, tell everybody your name, where you're from, whatever you kind of want to tell them. Tell them more about your role at Snapchat and just your brand experience if you can really quick.
1: Um, My name is Brandon Holman and currently I'm a strategic marketing coordinator at Snapchat. Primarily my role is supporting the ad business, um, which is only a year old at Snapchat. So it's a very exciting time to be at the company. Um, And before that, I had some consumer electronics experience at Belkin for the last three years. And before that, um, in the digital space at Gil Group.
0: Yeah, so so when you hear the word creativity or creative, what's what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And just even if we talk about your role over at Snapchat, talk about your creativity there within Snapchat and the work that you've been doing.
1: I would say, you know, first thing that comes to mind when I think of the word creativity is, is fresh. And that's always what I want to bring to the table is new, fresh ideas. Um, and that's what's really exciting working at Snapchat is being at the cutting edge of that what i find really passionate and with the word creativity is 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 art and you know the storytelling that you can tell on the platform is is pure art at its best so that's what really excites me
0: yeah from a brand perspective when we talk about that creativity and that pure art being able to create that and create a story right and you know when you look at it on the marketing side a lot of brands want to tell a story of something so whether it's for an ad campaign you want to tell a story of you know this jean jacket that you're wearing from Levi's, and you know maybe it's go forth is the campaign for Levi's. When you look at creatives and artists, right, in that brand and marketing space, how important is it for you guys,
1: just as a, and you, just as a brand marketer, to work with the creative community? It's very important as a marketer, you rely on the creative community for your, you know, that's your design community. Yeah. Um, that's producing all the collateral that you're using. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, designing any ad campaigns, uh, you know, even on my day to day, you know, supporting the ad sales business at at Snapchat, creating a lot of one pagers, uh, a lot of, um, you know, white pages on, on our ad platform, but you know, collaborating with you know all of our designers to distill the simplest message possible and, and make it as clean and friendly to the eye. As a brand marketer, you know working with the creative uh, community really inspires you and really crafts your narrative so you can you know better connect with your audience. I think you know there's that duality with the creative world and, and the brand marketing world. both bounce off of each other so much. Um and it's finding that collaboration to get any project really off the ground to make impact with consumers.
0: Yeah, how much would you say like that sort of collaboration just in the creative space in a more non-traditional sense, right? So you have your graphic designers that put together the collateral for your decks or even for you know for the platform, right? But when we just solely talk about rolling things out and doing new things and, and diving into a new space, how important is collaboration with people within a creative community, whether it's a musician, a visual artist, a writer, a, you know, filmmaker, whatever the case may be, how important is that for you just in your experience,
1: Snapchat or anywhere else you've been? In my experience, you know, I get inspired by music, art, um, fashion, and try to bring that into, you know, anything that I'm doing. You know, I think that these worlds collide so much now with the advent of, of, technology and the internet where all these different industries are now colliding at at one time um, at at the speed of light uh, with a single tweet or a single snap. And the great thing about South by Southwest is that all these different communities get to come down here and and connect and and collaborate. It was really interesting. I was surprised to see, you know, how many fashion brands are down here and hearing that the Chanel creative team is down here, hearing that Balmain's down here. Yeah. And a couple of years ago, they would never be at South by Southwest, but even those, the highest of luxury brands are coming down to connect with tech, to connect with, with fashion. You know, I think it, they get inspired by coming down to see, you know, the denim jackets and to see the cutoffs and to see what the kids are doing. Yeah. Um, and, and that inspires them when they go back to the showroom to see, you know what the trends are at the ground and, and the people that are at the forefront of it. So Yeah. So would you
0: say like some of those trends even drive like from a creative sense and, and what these artists are doing or wearing or the work that they're putting out, do you, you say this that drives some of the direction in your experience of where, you know, you guys have headed or where some of your brands have the direction that some of your brands have went that you've worked on before?
1: Yeah, definitely. Something that's that's coming to mind is, is when I was at Belkin. Consumer Electronics brand, primarily in the uh, networking space with their routers, but also they have tons of different products like aux cords. And, you know, everyone needs an aux cord. Yeah. Uh, So and, you know, I love coming in with fresh ideas and came in the office one day, sat everybody down and saying, hey, guys, like, you know, this whole past the aux cord, you know, meme and sensation is like really blowing up. And, you know, no one had a clue. And, you know, just teaching them the etymology of this meme, you know, showing them on Instagram, showing them the funny post, showing them also the, the reach of it. And now, like, you have, you know, celebrities with huge platforms that are getting involved. So you just came up with like, with a quick, simple campaign, hashtag, you know, past the ox, uh, had a little contest for people on our, our Twitter handle to uh, win. Um, we would send them some ox cords and people can participate, <laughs> uh, tweet their favorite song. Um, and they've just flooded our channels, you know, with memes and participated in the whole thing. So I think, you know, at the brand side, we, we get inspired by the daily pop culture uh, highlights and trends. And I was just thinking about the the, the blue dress. The, yeah, the, and, that was ridiculous. You know, and, and just to, to see everyone just... The world, sort of, internet and time stops at that moment, and everybody's just scrolling down BuzzFeed and logging on Twitter and just absorbing, you know, all of that. And and to see, hear that water co- water uh, cooler conversation yeah. re- reverberate through meetings to meetings, it, it's really interesting how internet culture finds its ways into into corporate offices. Um, and then how we try to reflect that in campaigns. And I never participated in, in a big scale, you know, war room effort, you know, like live tweeting the Super Bowl and, you know, all the brands that try to leverage those big pop culture moments. Yeah. But I think it's, it's really evident to see all the brands stepping up, you know, Oscar night to see who's going to deliver, you know, the funniest tweet, who's going to get that engagement and, and that relevancy. I find it really interesting that that the consumers now are are so savvy enough to recognize that it's a necessity for brands to participate in that kind of conversation. Um, I was reading, it, re- reading an article about all the bad tweets that Red Lobster got. Um, after they waited too long to to acknowledge that Beyonce, you know, repped them in her song. Yeah. And then they followed up with like a sorry tweet and black Twitter just wasn't having it. Right. Um so I, I think it's it's you know, in their their post are at Red Lobster, you need to fire your social media manager. <laughs> and it's just so crazy that the everyday consumer now is, is commenting on that level about a brand and their strategy. Yeah. Um, and it really offends them when once they don't hit their mark. It's, it's commonplace now in table stakes for a brand to be like that ever-present and, and to have that cultural awareness. And it's, it really surprises me, the, the fever that it ignites in people once a brand makes a certain move. Everybody has a, has a comment on Twitter, and it's really interesting to follow the conversation.
0: Yeah, I mean, from that point and from that perspective as well, just you know, talking about that collaboration, talking about, you know, the cultural sort of phenomenons that are happening and how creative people are, are getting with their approaches and, and how they're using these platforms, whether it be Twitter, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Snapchat, Periscope, whatever the case may be. So you guys do look to the creative community at times for inspiration and just kind of how the direction that the work takes? Definitely. Or just the direction that the company and the brands have taken on your, in your experience? Yeah, definitely, definitely, yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. What would you say from an innovation point of view, what's the most interesting thing you've seen from a, a non-traditional creative in the brand space and how they've aligned with the brand? It could be for anything that you've worked on or just something that you've seen online. What has kind of stimulated um, you to say like, man, that's a really dope approach that this brand has taken um, in working with this artist or this creative?
1: I, I'm really inspired now with experiential marketing, and I really love just coming into a branded space and really being blown away. Um, and now a lot of the times it's it's incorporating the augmented reality and it's incorporating the, the projection mapping. Um, so I saw a really cool activation uh, that Prius did here um, over at the Fader Fort where they have like a little arcade and uh, they have really cool mapping on the car and and. It's in real time updating with, with the crazy software that's way above my, my pay grade, um, but talking to the engineers behind that really inspired me. And any way that, that you can enhance a space with technology really um, you know, excites me for the future.
0: Yeah, is it easy to take a, a non-traditional marketing approach to work with a creative work with a musician and you know how easy is it for an emerging artist to work with a brand like Snapchat or work with? you know, a brand like Belkin or just in your experiences, how easy do you think it is? Or is it still a hurdle that needs to be kind of jumped?
1: It's I think it's definitely still still a big hurdle. You know, brands love music, but they don't know music. Right. So I feel like you and I, we live, eat, breathe and sleep this culture. You know, it's it's feels like it's been ingrained in our DNA. But not everyone lives that life and, and has that background and, and has that that passion and hunger for music and discovery um, to, to find those new artists and new trends and that are here at the South bys going to that showcase with only twenty people and you you spotlighting that artist and seeing their progression. You know, some people really the only music that they consume is. Is you know they're on their 20 minute drive to work yeah. or watching E and or watching VH1. I don't know, but so I, I think on the brand side, there's still a lot of education that that goes on behind closed doors on, on who these artists are, who their move like what is their movement and their platform. A lot of brands can can put a you know can put a face to a name, but doesn't necessarily mean that they completely understand. Yeah, you know the music and the message and the movement behind it, and uh, and also just the the trends that that surround it. Yeah. So I've always been fighting the good fight and and um, vouching for you know artists and and, and movements and, and visions that I believe in. I always love trying to position new sounds and align them with brands, and uh, was fortunate enough to have a really cool showcase with Belkin uh, in two thousand thirteen at the W. We had Cashmere Cat Spin. And I saw him uh, play a couple weeks ago in L.A. And, and you know, he produced Wolves on, uh, on Kanye's album. And yeah. it was a really, like, full circle moment. I was really happy, you know, to have that brand alignment with such an emerging artist for then, you know, three years later to have a sold-out show in L.A. Yeah. um, Producing for Kanye and playing festivals all around the world. So I, I love any opportunity that I could support the the culture um i try to do that as much as possible
0: yeah and that's what we do here with just chats and start with the starving artist is you know using this as a platform to help support the culture of emerging artists and of starving artists so when you look at the name the starving artist you could be starving literally you could be starving financially you could be starving to get out of your nine to five and and create and live the life that you want to live so starving is, is not when you look at that word it's not just a Don't think about it as a negative connotation, but just using this as a platform to give back and have the dialogue uh, amongst the creative community, but then also people like yourself on the brand side so that some of these artists can understand how you guys are thinking and how you guys work, you know? And to that point, like, how easy would you say it is? Like, what does an artist need to do to align with a brand? Like, what sort of things should they be doing? You know, obviously creating, but in terms of, like, getting visibility to, to to, my, to you know to get an email about a collaboration to get in to get a call about taking a trip to do something and really being able to monetize it not just getting free stuff you yeah, know yeah. S- swag is cool but you know that doesn't that doesn't keep the lights on that doesn't pay your rent so you know what does an artist need to do an emerging artist need to do to, to get you know on uh, in in the eyes eyesight of or a line of vision of of a
1: brand i would say definitely be authentic Brands only want to attach themselves to something that they know is a sure win, as you know in in, in your creative uh, class. And in, in just working with brands, you you probably had to face a lot of hurdles and 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 beat down a lot of doors. You know, fighting for your ideas. Um, and you know that a brand you know wants to assume you know no risk uh, on a on a project. So I would say being able to align with an artist that. Has a full steam ahead of them. Has all the potential. Um, you know, if they're not the biggest artists in the world, but definitely, you know, if you hone in on your craft and and you know, as an artist, you, you, you're turning those you know listeners um, into dollars. You need to have people, you know, to believe in you, to believe in your sound and, and your movement. And I would say, just on the on the brand side, making those relationships and, and having those people behind the door, you know, believe in you. I've I've, I've seen. And then just talking to, you know, artists that I know that have great relationships with, you know, different brands like, you know, Levi's, for instance, one of my friends uh, has, you know, great relationship with their team. He met their team, you know, very serendipitously, but really, you know, had a great connection with one of their marketing managers right. and and continued to build and, and, and inviting them, inviting him to, to their office so, so they can get a better perspective of, you know, how to tap into um, the music scene and, and how can they, you know, better develop their music strategy by, by talking to this artist. I think that a lot of artists don't understand the the power that they have and they can lend a lot of that on the brand sides in terms of like developing strategies and, and a lot of artists know what's right and and, and what's wrong in yeah. terms of like the, the, the look and feel and, and how you present music and stuff. And I feel like even for some of these lineups here at South by where it's a guy on the brand side, who's curating a lot of these lineups sometimes like if they've reached out to someone who's, Actually, in the scene, in the know, it can be a lot doper. It can it can be a lot more you know culturally relevant. It can it can really resonate a lot more with the audience. Yeah, that's just what I you know that's the That's
0: a lot of the work that I've been doing in the last year is being able to to help brands on that side and put together that strategy and you know not necessarily saying I'm in the know and I have all the answers, but looking back at just the experiences I've had on the marketing side and understanding. The way brands think to say, "All right, cool. What about this approach with this person? You know, you guys want to do this? All right, here's a here's a way to go about doing that and reach your objectives." And do you think, in your opinion, I think a lot of those things are risks. No,
1: yeah, it's, like working
0: with creative community or doing something unconventional.
1: Definitely, um, it's always a risk, but. You you won't get at the end of the day you won't get anywhere without without taking that risk without taking that leap of faith. Um, so you're always going to have that gamble. But you know, with the right planning and right strategy, and also setting the right expectations, I think you can mitigate any of that. Yeah. How big is is ROI versus?
0: And and for those that don't know, ROI is return on investment for a brand. How big is the return on the investment versus? the experience or the consumer or the, the brand
1: experience? I don't know. It's a, it's a hard question to answer. It's, it's, it's so hard to, to defend, you know, ROI with, with brand marketing. Yeah. What would you say, you know, you were talking about having somebody on the ground that understands that
0: and gets those things when you are looking at like the thing you did with Belkin with the the DJ at the W that you were talking about earlier, when you're, you know, you're, you have your ear to the street musically and, and visually as well. So you kind of are in tune with what's happening. And, you know, you might be in the office fighting for these creative approaches to the stuff, you know, the marketing efforts that you guys are putting forth. When you present somebody, how big is, when, when you reference their social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever, you can't really look at the amount of followers on Snapchat, which is super unique. But how big, or users can't look at the amount of followers on Snapchat. You guys can see that stuff. How big is is following and having a ton of followers versus like creating great work when you're looking at somebody and saying like, yo, this person's dope. I know they only have a thousand followers, but look at their work. How big is that for you when, you, when you're when you thinking about artists and you're thinking about people to to collaborate and create with just in the brand space?
1: Yeah, in the, in the past, um, at some of my other companies, it was definitely just about the numbers, and I think the advent of social media, a lot of the brands, the first go-to is just, you have the biggest following, you know, they're the best. But I think that that's really changing now, now that everything is just so cluttered and everyone is fighting for that authenticity. So I've, I've always advocated for for the best work. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. You could have two, but you could have the most amazing product, the most amazing idea. Um, so I always strive and, and, and advocate for... The work and, and the work alone, but and, and not just how how much followers somebody has, but but sort of their social impact, the the amount of rel- relevancy and uh, the the trends around it can can have a bigger impact than just the the follower count alone. And so I think those are all important things to, to think about. I agree. I agree. You know, that's a,
0: a battle that I had on the marketing side myself, just looking at saying like, hey, this person's doing great work. I know they don't have a, a ton of followers, but that shouldn't be a basis for why you work with somebody you know if they have a ton of followers i think it's a bonus yeah they have that because that increases your visib your chances of visibility and just kind of creating brand awareness but if you don't do great work you don't do great work um in the tech space what are you what are you thinking is like new and next and just kind of creativity and innovation i think snapchat namely and i, I don't want to talk too much about snapchat but from an innovation point of view, a lot of people are storytelling in their own sort of ways. You, you do have the people that have the front-facing and camera and talk to the camera, and then you have other people that just kind of connect all their dots and all the threads, like, make up one story. So speaking in a tech language and creativity, what are you liking and what are you seeing? Snapchat or just other, other things just in general? I know you talked about that you like some experiential marketing stuff, but just from a tech perspective, we look at technology companies and startups and just emerging, like entrepreneurs and stuff like that what do you
1: yeah I I think it's just raw storytelling I think people are you know striving for that authenticity and, and to hear the real voice um I myself and it's not just because I work for snapchat but I I'm tired with curating all of my my posts and content I want to live in the moment, yeah. And I want people to know the real me, yeah, um, not the forced me, right. So, what excites me is is just is just you know, hearing the you know, one hundred percent share voice from yourself, no filter. Right. Uh, of course, on Snapchat, you can you know apply filters, lenses, and, yeah. and <laughs> filters, which are very fun. Right. Uh, but. I just love just hearing straight from the source.
0: Okay. I want to just kind of stick on the tech thing. I want to wrap this up because I know you got a ton of things that you have to do. In tech, right, we're here at South by Southwest, one of the biggest conferences for interactive film and music. To you, what does it mean to be a person of color in the the tech industry? You you have a background at Belkin, which is also another tech company. Snapchat is another tech company and just kind of content creation and sort of social media, if you want to call it that. But, you know, having worked at these places and even guilt, that's another tech space. You, you have a, a ton of brand experience in the tech world. What does it mean to you to just be a person of color and, like, what responsibilities do you think that you have just going into these places every day and, and striving to create on, on the marketing side, whether it's business to business, whether it's business to consumer? You know, what does that mean to you to be a person of color in these in the tech space?
1: Um, How important is it? It's, it's very important and, and I'm very fortunate to, to be in it. I always just feel like it's it's my duty to, you know, represent myself and, and represent my culture to just make sure that, you know, we have a voice and that we're, we're sitting at the table and, and just that, that, that we're represented. I'm honored to, to be in it and, and, and proud to be in, in such a strong community, even though there is, um, you know, few of us. Yeah. Um, I think it's a very small and close-knit community and... and just like what you're trying to do um, at the the starving Artist, you know, bring us all closer together, yeah, um, and and unite us all under one front, knowing that we're as loud as, as all of our combined voices, yeah. So I want to do as much as I can to make sure that we're heard. Okay, dope. What's the dopest thing you've seen in South by Southwest? Dopest thing I've seen in South by Southwest. Honestly, the dopest thing I've seen in South by Southwest was this year. This year was the uh the Casper bed um. oh yesterday <laughs> yeah. at the Tumblr house yeah yeah the, the the Casper bed at the Tumblr house um was huge it fit about like twenty people. it was very loungy and vibey at at two in the morning um, and yeah. the clocks went forward, so we lost an hour and, yeah. and, and then Love had us dancing in the living room until five in the morning, yeah so sorry that's why I'm stumbling and, and over these words I'm so tired. About to fly out at 6 a.m. Um, hopefully we get a second wind and. Um, <laughs> okay. What is your biggest
0: inspiration in, in working in this space, in the tech space? My biggest
1: inspiration.
0: Yeah, creatively. Is it the music? Is it looking? Is it's
1: you know, looking at these emerging people, emerging kids creating stuff? So for me, I, when you just said your biggest inspiration, I was just thinking back to you know me wanting to be an astronaut when I was a kid. Oh shoot. I want to go to the moon and I think that's why I've, I've sucked so close to technology I was figuring out how am I going to get to space one day? Okay. Yes. The, the music and the fashion and the culture inspires me, but my end game is, is figuring all of this out um, from another planet or, or from the international space station. Okay. Um, so that, that's what inspires me. is yep. like looking to the stars and, and even just that, that just being like a, you know, a little mantra, um, you know, and for, you know, thousands of years, you know, mankind has always like looked to the stars as a, as a source of inspiration. Yeah. You, your mind can wander in so many different avenues when you just like, look up in the sky and, uh, and, and realize that there's so much more to the world than, than just yourself um, and especially, you know, the, the universe. So that, that, that's what inspires me. And, and my creativity is just always thinking that that sky's the limit. Um, and, uh, knowing that, you know, one day I, I just want to see what the view is from the other side. Yeah. Okay. Anything last, last words, anything that you want to say
0: to emerging creatives or that are coming up that are looking to work with brands that are looking to, you know, put money in their pockets, any sort of, and just have resources and stuff like that. Is there any words that you would just kind of give them departing words before we head out?
1: Departing words is just keep grinding. I'm a starving artist as well. I am chomping at the bit. You know, I always say I'm, I'm, I'm hacking away at this, at this iceberg. There's, there's a little mountain, you know, showing on top, and I just climbed it, but I know that there's a huge continent that's, you know, underneath that water. My advice is just to keep grinding, never stop. Um, finesse. Finesse hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just figure out whatever you got to do to make it there. You know, use every angle. Think out of the box. Your your network is your net worth. Agreed. Um, and uh, yeah, never turn any stone unturned or shake every tree. Shake every tree.
0: Okay, dope. Where can we find you at on social? you know what's the best place or somebody to kind of see your story
1: see what you're up to things that you're into are you on social media um yeah i would say you know the best thing to do would be follow me on snapchat okay. uh, uh what's my, your handle my handle is b.clutch b.clutch perfect all right dope man thanks so much like i said man i know you're busy and
0: tired and it's been an eventful weekend. You came in late. Uh, you're gonna leave early. So yeah, it's super, super appreciative of you taking your time out, man, of the schedule, and, and just to sit down and chat with me and give some words to the emerging creative community and just artists across different disciplines. So thank you, um, and thank you guys so much again for for listening to this this last episode here at South by. Um, it's been a really, really great run. We have a couple more coming for you guys. So super, super grateful for everybody that's listening and tuning in. Stay tuned for more conversations with some people in the tech world here at South by Southwest. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to share this with all your folks and leave a rating. Leave a rating on iTunes so that we can help create some visibility for people that don't know about this. It will help. It will be a great, great value for just the dialogue and helping the creative community. So until next time, thank you guys. See you soon.